Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental episode 19. We are the bi-weekly gaming and pop culture podcast. Um, this week we are going to have a special guest, Rob of Retro Rob on YouTube and the Guys Games and Beer podcast. Uh, we are also doing a sponsored event for this episode. Ultima Gaming has provided us uh, some awesome items gaming related to giveaway. Uh, check our Twitter feed for that. All you'll have to do is keep an eye out for the giveaway and just follow and retweet. And as always, my name is Ryan, and with me today we've got Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, let's kick things off with our newest installment of Buy, Rent, Burn. The system of choice this time is the Atari Lynx. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Buy, Rent, Burn, how it works is each of us selects a game. We play them all individually, and then we give our opinion and opinions on which ones of those games we would buy. Rent or burn, uh, if given the chance. Our games this go-round are Chips Challenge. That's Andy's pick. Um, Justin has gone with Rampart. And I've selected Todd's Adventures in Slime World. So we'll go back through these. I'll start off with a description for each game, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. So for Chips Challenge, this was released in 1989. The description is Chip desperately wants to join... Gorgeous Melinda's exclusive Bitbusters Computer Club, and he's ecstatic when she offers him membership. But there's a catch. Before Chip can become a card-carrying Bitbuster, he must complete Melinda's challenge. Over 140 levels of fun and fast puzzling action. That is a terrible description for a puzzle game. It seems needlessly <laughs> yeah. complicated. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the worst part is, like, being a nerd is hard enough with the girls. And then the this girl is busting your balls to join the right. computer club. Yeah. Like, come okay, on. Okay, but only 140 <laughs> levels to go. <laughs> and Melinda's a real yeah. biatch. So. <laughs> uh, Chip's Challenge is probably most well known for being a free game on like a, the premium version of like Windows 95, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm completely I'm unfamiliar sure. with this. It, it, until now. I used to play okay. quite a bit yeah. on Windows. I yeah. used to play... Oh, really? Yeah, I used to play on com computer a lot. Yep. Um, but it looked a lot better on the Windows version than it does on the Shocker. Lynx. Um, not to say the Lynx is awful. I was actually impressed with all these games graphically, but this one was probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this one was the most like vomit-inducing <laughs> visuals. Like It was pretty bad. I thought... Yeah. Yeah. It it it's not great. Um but the core gameplay is there. I mean g getting the uh, it, you know, you start out with kind of box pushing puzzles which are whatever. That's my thing here, yeah. I guess. It's but. Andy's <laughs> genre, box pushing puzzle games. Yeah. But it adds like Zelda-ish um mechanics to it where you get like boots and items to traverse different sections of the map to get keys and stuff like that so there, there's kind of more of like an adventure to it than just a straight up puzzle even if they are you know rudimentary puzzles I, although i don't know how high you guys got but toward toward the uh, i think i got up to the mid-teens and it starts getting a little bit tough up at that point yeah uh, just 
being able to like nail it. The one thing that I didn't like is like in games like this, there's usually like a gradual progression, but like the first handful of levels, it's like constantly beating you over the head with like new elements each and every time. Like, which I didn't, I didn't appreciate, like it explained it well, but like, I wish it had been more of like just a gradual, like step up and like the puzzles had gotten, you know, you do like three or four puzzles using like the two elements, you know, okay, now we're going to add a new element, but it was just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, it was, it was a little overwhelming. Right. And then, and then the next levels after that were just like huge where you had to use them all together and perform it perfectly, you know? Yeah, I think a well a better designed game could have, you know, just there would have been a a better grade to just slowly increasing that and just designing a level. And that's my yeah. overall problem is like I didn't particularly like the level design uh, in this game. And there's like elements that are simply there to make you learn through death, and it happens quite a bit. Um, so I, that that bothered me a little bit. Like it, it shouldn't happen without frequency. Like I fully understand. Like sometimes you have to like screw up to learn and like progress. But there's just like cheap crap. You push a block and you're dead. Like there's a fire underneath it or something like that. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah, that part's yeah pretty cheap, especially when they get longer. Like that's the worst. Like when you you already know how to do the puzzles at the beginning and then something at the end burns you. You know, like that. <laughs> right. And then you have to start yeah. all over. Yeah. No, you guys pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> you concur i concur <laughs> <laughs> all right <clears throat> so let's move on to justin's pick rampart uh this is the Lynx version uh this came out in 1991 the description on this it's a medieval masterpiece of power strategy and ingenuity the objective is brutally simple engage your enemy in an all-out exchange of cannon fire then assess the damage and rebuild your castle but the reality of rampart is far more complex the key to victory lies in how quickly you can pick up the pieces and redesign fortify and extend your walls before the next battle begins there's only one way out defend or perish yeah so this game i remember playing it on a different system so when i seen it was on this one that's why i picked it yeah uh, was it maybe the nintendo i don't know yeah it literally came out on Virtually every console and computer of that era, I think. Did it? Or maybe mm-hmm. I put it on PC then. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember playing this one, and when I seen it, I, I picked it for that reason. Um, I always kind of enjoyed it, just sit down and play game. It's not nearly as challenging as that made it sound. No, it's... <laughs> honestly, like, it, it is sort of the first tower defense game that yep. I can think of. Like, it kicked it off. It's like... Tower defense and a little bit of Tetris kind yeah. of in, in building <laughs> yeah. your walls up. There's just something I, very addictive with it. I really enjoy tower defense games. And yeah. I guess Tetris is all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something like addicting with the simplicity of the gameplay, right? Like you, you build up your fortress, you let it take a bunch of hits, you repeat and, you know, hopefully succeed. Um, I will say <clears throat> in having played a, a good amount of like the NES port, like just the animation, the graphics, the cutscenes, you know, like the little animated screens that come up in the pixel art is all incredibly well done um, for a handheld of that era. I mean, there's, I, I mean, it, it blows the NES version almost out of the water. I think as far as presentation is concerned. Oh, um, for sure. You know, the visuals are a little more scaled down, so like everything is. I felt like the the ships and the the base was a little smaller, but. 
I think overall, like I kind of prefer this version to the NES one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, just that opening, like the the, the yeah. horse going into the castle, that's amazing. Like compared to like the Game Boy, <laughs> like what? Oh right. It, you know that it's no comparison whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy Rampart across pretty much all systems, just because it is it's still kind of that modern. Like you said, tower defense, where you know a lot of those games back then were, if they were similar to this, they didn't have the action part of it, where you could actually aim for the ships. You know, a lot of it was more turn-based. Like, oh, they're you know, oh, they destroyed this, so you have to rebuild it, and yeah. So it's got two like two different sections of the game, which I kind of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I mean, there's a reason why it's been ported. Everything continues to show up on, you know, even modern consoles as like a retro arcade game. It's It holds up to this day. So let's talk a little bit about my pick, um, Todd's Adventures in Slime World. This one came out in 1992. The description, you are Todd, the explorer of new worlds. It's your adventure to travel deep into Slime World. The gooeyest, drippiest place around. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, there I had to find are... a different job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you can explore any new world. Why this one? <laughs> uh, so there are scary blobs to shoot and lots of objects and weapons to find. Link up with up to seven of your fellow Slimers for an awesome multiplayer adventure. Now that, in playing this, I had no idea, but to link up with seven other people... On that thing, incredible. On that screen, like, how does that work? (laughs) I suppose you each have your own window into it, right? Like, you'd just be playing in the same map, so you'd run past each other, and wow, that would have to work like that, is my guess. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, so basically, like, Slime World is just sort of um, a half-assed action platformer. Um, You just get thrown into these maps. Todd's got a weapon that he shoots and he basically like blasts the enemies on screen uh i will point out it's worth noting that he holds it strangely it, it okay it shoots out white goo and especially if you point it at a 45 degree angle down to the floor <laughs> it looks like he's ejaculating on everything and everything and making his own slime world i'm just gonna say it and making it gooey it wouldn't be me if I didn't point that out and just admit that I laughed my ass off at that for a very long time. Uh, but anyway, you go through the worlds and you traverse. It's kind of like tunnels. It's almost like a corridor shooter. Um, think like Metroid, but with a lot jankier movements. Um, and you basically just collect everything on screen, which is tedious because you have to bend down and pick up every item you come across. And then you just blast every enemy on screen to kill it. Uh, every enemy... And some of the environments drip goo on you, or slime, and that will eventually kill you. Todd turns like a dark, like a lightish blue color, Uh, but you can repair yourself essentially by washing the slime off. You just walk into some shallow pools of water to regain your health. Uh, I I talked about this a little bit with Andy before recording. I don't know why, but they animated Todd again to stand in the water and look like he is fondling a pair of fake breasts that he doesn't have. Uh, and that's how he scrubs himself down. So it's like a weird animation. They could have chosen to have him like wash himself off in any manner, but basically he just like titty rubs himself clean. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> uh, he jumps weird. 
The character sprite is massive. It's an ambitious game that just feels sort of boring right from the outset. I guess is kind of how I felt about it. I have to agree. Um, I honestly, it, it seems kind of an awkward game too. Like just the whole movement, having to bend down each time, like you <laughs> yes. said. I don't know. I I really didn't like this game. Um, just the the movement style. When it would switch screens too, you you didn't really know what you were getting into. But I suppose that's just how that worked for it. Yeah, but that could be some bad level design too, though. You walk through a door and there's an enemy like on your face right away. Like oh. that's not good. Yeah, yeah. But the camera is awful. Like sometimes, yeah. like you're like at the very top of the screen, and most of what you're seeing is like the ground. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I I don't know what's going on with that camera in that game. It's almost like it's like a drunk cameraman trying to follow where you're at. <laughs> It's like half the time you're looking at your feet, and that's all you can see, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm yeah. up here. It's, it, it's, a, it's weird. It is weird. Like, you look at this game, and, like, you can see from, like, a technical standpoint, you know, just the design of it, and, like, the visuals, and, like, the large sprites. Like, at the time, it was a very technically impressive-looking game. And there's a lot going on, like, game mechanic-wise, as far as, like, movements and, like, being able to... to traverse you know because you grab the ledges you climb up like that's all cool it's just all executed or executed sloppily i think yeah yeah i do like the that the slime is your health you know it's not just a health bar that ticks down you know right and that sweet sweet titty rub to clean that slime oh yeah is yep. pretty amazing <laughs> <laughs> just think all the titty rubbing that could happen with seven of your friends <laughs> <laughs> pool is not big enough for seven people i just imagine there's like one doing this afterwards yeah i just imagine there's like one guy like just everybody's titty rubbing in the pool and like there's one guy using his splat gun it's like just (laughs) it's a bukkake party on the lakes pretty much is what i imagine this multiplayer adventure being (laughs) i'm sorry everyone (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) All right, so let's dig myself out of this. This game changes lives. So bad. It ruins lives. Let's let's dig myself out of this hole and go back to the top and figure out what everyone would pick. Andy, why don't don't you give us your selections? Well, you made a case to burn that one. (laughs) Forever unclean. Oh. I think I think my buy is going to be Chips Challenge because I I love that game no matter how ugly and awful it kind of is on the links. Um I guess I'm kind of judging it on the nostalgia of a port that was, you know, four or five years later. So that's right. kinda of unfair, but I th- I think I would probably play that the most out of all of these, um, to continue just because I think there's like more past rampart gets a little bit uh kind of the same thing over and over but uh i will rent rampart because it's fun right away the mechanics of uh building yourself up shooting the quick action and then quickly rebuilding the your your uh, walls again with shapes that don't always line up and you're just like pissed off because you're like <laughs> just give me a fucking you know flat spot but (laughs) (laughs) 
so it very much is Tetris. You know, you're just looking for one piece, and it never get they never give you it. So that that part's cool, but yeah, I, I'd probably say that's a rent because it's just I'll pop that in every once in a while and play it a little bit, but it's not something that I want to progress through, I guess. Um, and Slime World, I I don't even want to speak the name anymore. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a guy named Todd, and I can't. I don't know if I can. <laughs> You'll go never back to look work him now. in the eye again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that game is that game is kind of crazy what they tried to do on there, but it it just didn't pull it off quite right. <laughs> I agree. I think, if the, like you said, if the camera would have been a little bit better, yeah. It, it might have been a little bit different story, but I just can't get past that. I think if a lot of things have been a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. The camera's but, one of many things that needed tweaking. Yeah. It wouldn't have been an immediate burn. True. But. <laughs> well, Justin, speaking of that, what are your picks? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and start. I'm going to burn Slime World. <laughs> <laughs> um, my list is actually going to be similar to Andy's here, or the exact same. But... <laughs> Gonna, Which is also similar, I guess. Chip challenge. Yeah. Um, I I played so much of that game when I was younger. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, like he said, free on Windows or on easy to get on Windows. I played a lot of it. Um, and I, I really enjoyed playing it, even though it didn't look the best. But um, Rampart, I also played quite a bit, but I do agree it would get it does get boring pretty quick with all the rep- repetitive actions but it is a fun pickup game so i would rent that one okay um i'm gonna be a little bit different here uh i didn't have any nostalgia for chips challenge i'll get that out of the way right of the way but um i would buy rampart i really like rampart and i can keep going back to that game in the way i could go back to tetris or something like that i thought the presentation of this version was really well done so i enjoyed playing that that's my buy um, I would rent Todd's Adventures in Slime World. Um, I don't think it's a great game, which is why it's a rental. But I think if I could get back to it from time to time and give it a little playthrough, um, you know, it's not something something I'd want to sink a bunch of t- my time into. But I think it's worth a rental. Uh, and I actually, I didn't like Chip's Challenge uh, at all, really. So I thought it was kind of ugly boring been there done that maybe if i'd had the nostalgia like you guys do it would have been different but i will burn that one so there we go how what do you think about chips challenge 2 is the second one it came out in 2015 and it looks identical to the first one wow <laughs> <laughs> probably just as amazing <laughs> what's this to that hit is it pc it's steam? pc yeah it's okay. on steam yeah yeah go figure yeah, I don't know. I, the, you know, I have never emulated or played uh, Lynx before, so I'm not. There's some stuff that with these games, when you put the time frame around it, is kind of impressive. But I felt like everything carried, like with the exception of Rampart, but that's just like a copy and paste. But these other two games carried like a fair amount of jank, which was weird. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm more into. Dude is like the more impressive jank than just like the old style Game Boy games that were coming out at that point. Yeah. For me at least. Did Chips Challenge have like a level creation? Uh I don't know. On PC I, probably did. I doubt it. Yeah, that'd that'd be a good idea. 
I could have swore that maybe it was a game similar that it did, but I thought we used to, me and my brother used to make levels, have the other play it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. But I doubt the links had any way to store that, though. I mean, I, I bet there wasn't. Cause those... oh, no, I never I never played it on the links. Yeah. They... And those yeah. cards were too thin to have Probably a battery out. backup. Yeah. Unless the, ins- I, I don't think the internal system did. I could be wrong. But, yeah. It was an interesting Byron Burn, though, for sure. Something completely unfamiliar. Yeah. I do want a links now. I'm kind of. I want one less, but I'm still curious. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my buy for MGC. I'm coming home with a Lynx, and now I'm like, ah, I don't know if I need that. <laughs> hey, Mr. Block, can I go to the bathroom? Two minutes. Introducing Lynx from Atari, the color video game you can get away with. Well, sometimes. All right, so moving on to the meat of the podcast, we are joined today by uh, Rob, Retro Rob on YouTube, and uh, a member of the Guys Games and Beer podcast. Rob, how are you doing? I am wonderful today. <laughs> yeah? Amazing. <laughs> yes, I am. It's your second <laughs> podcast of the night, so I can only imagine. Ours has less beer, unfortunately. This is, that is kind of sad. I was going to grab one before I came on, but uh, I was kind of, I was, mm, I was a little too far into them already. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> so yeah, what was the deal with that show beer? You guys bought like a horrendously expired beer. Was that the whole bit? I missed the intro. <laughs> I blame uh, Tom for that particular one. He must have, I, I don't know. Do, you, do they have these by you? They have like these budget racks in Wisconsin. So what they do is they take either their expired or the beer they couldn't sell and they put it on a big rack, right? And they sell it for like dirt cheap. So Tom, Tom will sometimes buy like three or four weeks worth of show beers. You know, we have that, we have that segment where we review beers. And so this, this week he got one that hadn't been produced in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> So there are some concerns about getting sick. (laughs) Yeah, the next 24 hours, you're going to want to be a little careful about what happens. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you see, I can clear that up. (laughs) That has to be almost free because, I mean, beer in Wisconsin already is dirt cheap, so I can't even imagine what the clearance rack is. <laughs> it's pretty bad, is what it is, because we drink anything. <laughs> I'm gonna snort. It's gonna happen. On, on audio snort. I, uh, speaking of Wisconsin beers, <clears throat> I I would just like to point out how irritating it is to me that if you live outside of the state of Wisconsin. The only thing you could talk about as far as beer in Wisconsin is Spotted Cow. Like, it's the best beer on the face of the planet. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, like, dissing Spotted Cow, but... No, it's perfectly you know, fine. There, there's plenty of great beers. Yes. In Wisconsin, we're full of beer. We even have, like, breweries. I, I live in Racine, and that's we even have, like, a brewer here. Nice. They're everywhere. Some yeah. are great. Apparently that last one wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else i'm sure 
Yeah, that's like all you hear on the Minnesota yeah. North Dakota side is like, have you had spotted cow? I'm like, yes, I've had this beer that you have to smuggle out of Wisconsin. I'm like, did you know that brewery makes other beers too? And they're all really good. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, that's that. not nearly as fun as smuggling a cow out of Wisconsin. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we tipped a couple. <laughs> that's not just a Wisconsin thing. That's a Midwest oh, thing. Oh, yeah, we do that. Oh, totally. Some places they fuck Welcome cows. Welcome to the pot. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast all about cow tipping. <laughs> I think this could take us in a positive direction. I think it's a new follow. I think, I think so. I think you could do a weekly. Yeah. Look, look at this beautiful heifer. Mm, I want to push that over. Well, I think we decide what direction this is going, huh? It's a fantastic direction. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to in terms of gaming anyone played anything new or anything old that they've i have been into? i have been on a i've been on a kick of uh not playing anything new except for on like i it's kind of sad i i cover like nothing really on the 3ds right i don't think i mine. Not much of it anyway, and I don't cover the Switch at all, but I've been playing both the Switch and the 3DS quite a bit in my spare time. Yeah, because you're pretty new to the Switch, right? Like, it wasn't that long ago that you got one. Yeah, right around Christmas I got that. Nice. Uh, so I finally got Zelda. I actually finally played Zelda. I got it for Christmas with it, and then finally played it like a month ago, and that was it. Boy, that's a good game. Yeah. Like, you can do anything. 150 hours, I'm guessing, is what I put into that. It's so fantastic. That's like, do you finish it in that time? Did you? Um, I want to, like, I took my time. I want to say I completed it around, like, 100 hours, like, beat the, you know, beat Ganon or Calamity Ganon, which is dumb. <laughs> uh, but then, I'll, then I've just wandered around doing, like, Korok Seeds and just kind of exploring because there's so much that I didn't get to just through normal travels. I, I randomly travel in a direction until I die. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> That's way to basically do it. basically how I roll. I think so. I, it's kind of like real life. I mean, <laughs> just kind of wander in a direction until you're dead. It's pretty fun, really. <laughs> I, like doing, yeah. I really like doing that. That's the best part of that game, I think, is just like doing, you know, just going wherever you want. You know, no guidance, really, overall. Yeah, it, it is, it, you know... Uh, I like the graphical style with it too. I I'm not like a huge graphics person, you know. Even though I, you know, I I don't know. I'm that guy. I'm like a meme. I'll buy like a top end PC to go like run <laughs> Space Invaders or something stupid. You know. So, so many of those graphics are great. They li- I really do like the art direction in that game though. It's pretty fun. I like it. Uh, you know how it is. I mean, you, you know, you run a YouTube station. It's kind of like you do. You do something on YouTube, and eventually it's like, oh my god, I got to play something else. You know, right. there's only so many Famiclones, really. <laughs> you can you can play. I don't know before the cancer just gets right into you. I was gonna say you seem to find an endless supply of amazing Famiclones. So it's kind of. Incredible. I got the. Uh, I I'm almost thinking right now that I'm getting trolled for recommendations at this point. I got one right now that swear to God, it's cancer incarnate. I love that. That that's your grading scale too. Is like how much cancer this gives you. It's almost like a pu- public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, that's, how thick were the gloves I had to wear to handle this particular game system? I'm assume everybody knows what you know. Like, like these handhelds are. 
they're cheap. I mean, it's one of those things where they're awesome because you couldn't get anything like these, you know, like for 30 bucks, like even a decade or two ago. You know, you would never have this kind of power in your hands. And, and now we are so spoiled rotten <laughs> that we're like, oh, Jesus, what a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, like that. Uh, what was that cheap, like Sonic the Hedgehog shaped <laughs> one with the laser pointer? Like, what did you say? That was like 10 bucks. Oh, I think was amazing. <laughs> it had a laser in it. Not a good one. Yeah, I, I tried to record the laser, like so you could see it. Like, turn out the laser. You still couldn't see that laser. It was not doing jack. Not a whole lot of power. I definitely could probably get it for misrepresenting it. Getting <laughs> that video, but it it did have a flashlight, and that flashlight was awesome. It's it's great when like you have essentially like a multi survival tool that's also a famiclone in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that is weirdly shaped like Sonic. What the heck does Sonic have to do with it at all? I can understand a Mario head, a Yoshi head, but why Sonic? Yeah, it's incredible. It's the powers of the internet. You can find all sorts of stuff. It really is. Yeah. I like all the uh, the fake PSPs. Yeah, you've got quite the collection of those now, too. I believe you should start expressing your... Uh, I know that you love... Um, <laughs> fake PSPs. I know it. I know it's in you somewhere. You know, I there's a couple <laughs> that, you've reviewed that, that you've reviewed this last year that, like, even the last few months that, like, I'm tempted to get just for, like, the emulation, especially the ones that are doing, like, Neo Geo, and that's almost worth it for, like, 30 bucks, right? I mean, it's... Oh, that one. Uh, that one's the... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's really good. Is that... That's the PAP, <laughs> There right? you go. Yeah. Unfortunately named. <laughs> it's the PAP K3. <laughs> Why would anybody call it PAP? <laughs> yeah, I think that's like uh, kind of one of the things that's awesome about your YouTube channel is like you have gone in like such a interesting direction with like the gaming stuff you look at. Like it's because you get you focus so much on like the early retro stuff that most people don't take the time to make videos on and appreciate. And then you just go for the obscure, and like interesting, like oddball Famiclones and you know, your GPD, well, that, that, that's got more, you know, the GPD XD is pretty well known, but I think that's kind of what makes your channel so interesting to be honest is you're not going to find that anywhere else. I, I have no class whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, as far as gaming, I have no standards. Yeah. You know, my XD is dead right now. It, uh, oh, no. it had battery blow, oh. died of battery blow. I'm really sad about it. Hey, I always kept it by the bed, uh, you know, so I could make love to it. Maybe and, that's how the uh, battery got blown. <laughs> <laughs> it's pregnant. <laughs> Little Rob heads on it. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'm just, just, just go to bed. Go to sleep. Nothing to see here. XD. <laughs> don't don't listen closely it's not good so i'm really sad about that though but i, I figure i'm gonna wait for the next version now yeah. and i got the uh the wind yeah the wind two is coming so that's a big right. one that's soon right yeah it should be out like next month i heard they're gonna start shipping it so i have one of those nice we yeah i'm pretty excited about that that's i, I mean gpd is still somewhat obscure i don't a lot of people who are into gaming know what it is, but I don't think like, you know, you get your average Xbox gamer. I don't think they're going to know what it is. Right. Right. 
or or stuff like the Ardu boy even like I would have had no idea what that was had I not seen stuff on your channel about that. Is that thing epic oh, or what? I, I really love like it. That like thing. the design is so nice, and so is the packaging. And that game is super fun considering the hardware it's running on. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm amazed at it. I mean, I I, I had a developer call about not call. <laughs> they didn't call me. They don't have my home phone number, but they messaged me about my comment about, you know, hey, you know, you should just do 2600 stuff on this. You really need to stay within a, a thing. And then like the Ardu boy, you know, the Ardu venture came out and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Developer was right. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't really feel that way, but well, I kind of did, you know, but. He was right. Uh, you can do amazing stuff with that, and I think that's a good example of it. And I love that those limitations really are awesome. I mean, they harken back to the early days of gaming, and I really loved seeing what people could do. I mean, even the Atari 2600, I mean, look at what that thing could do. That thing didn't have a K of RAM. It was measured in bits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they could, yeah. It's just amazing. Just an amazing machine as far as what it can do. Yeah, that's true. Especially near like the end and the stuff that Activision could pull off, like just kind of crazy. And that's one thing I really appreciate about your channel too is is all the Atari stuff because you know retro gaming on the YouTube YouTube scene is like huge, but Atari is like barely represented. So <laughs> <laughs> there's some good. Uh, I think there's some good reviewers out there, but it's not. Um... I, I I like to put a little humor into Atari. I think there's a, there's a certain dryness to the Atari world. You know, it's it's been around a long time. I think people have a lot of really uh, strong memories in them. You know, like you played it with your dad or whatever. And there's not a lot of joking around about it. So I like to infuse it with a little, a much, little much needed humor. <laughs> yeah. Because... <Yeah. laughs> Most of the manuals, let's face it, were stupid. Most of the stories. <laughs> well, that's where all the imagination was, right? Because it certainly wasn't on screen. You had to build this backstory like in this manual so you had any semblance of like what this game was supposed to represent. I mean, for the most part, there are exceptions. but I, I'm, There was drug usage. I mean, there was a lot of drug usage uh, with the developers, and I think that probably had a lot to do with it. I mean... Yeah, and he, yeah, you had to make up a story for whatever you made. I mean, Yars Revenge is obviously on crack, and pretty much uh, anything by Data Age <laughs> is on crack too. I, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure. Literally, I think they were on crack. Yeah, is that the right time period? Probably. They were on something. Yeah, that's about right. So I was going to actually ask you your thoughts on this because, like, I so as much as I have love for Atari and the memories, that was my first console growing up with that, and like you said, playing games with my dad. And uh, I've been pretty adamant about. Well, I'll say I've been leading it, but on this podcast, we've been very uh, open to shitting on the new Atari VCS. <laughs> and I know that you have been one of like the more optimistic people that i've seen talk about it what do you what do you think now like you still think there's a shred of hope i call it, I call it cautiously optimistic because you really want them to succeed but you keep watching like kind of slap themselves in the head i i'm a little worried with uh who they put in charge of it i think i, I think the idea is definitely doable i mean obviously uh companies like gpd do amazing stuff with no budget uh 
companies like uh, the old, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, GPX, was it? Uh, they used to make a series of handhelds, too. They were very successful for a number. Game, no, it's Game Park. Game huh. Park Digital. Yeah, they were amazing. Game Park, uh, they, they were around for like a decade, and they made some amazing handhelds. You know, it was never very big, you know, but you can make money uh, as long as you're a small enough and mobile enough company, you know, or a reactive enough company, and you don't have to be huge. You don't have to have a huge budget. Um, and the idea that Atari has, I think, is solid. I mean, who the heck isn't using Linux under their guts other than Microsoft? Right. And they probably are too, honestly. Uh, but... I'm a little bit worried because, you know, you, you get a guy who's known for not completing kickstarts to run it. I, I don't know what the possible thinking there is. That's my really big problem with it. Everything else about it, man, I, you know, we've had success with all sorts of stuff like that, devices like that. Um, if you're going to make a quality device with some, you know, with, with some memories attached to it, you know, Atari could definitely pull that off if they got the right crew, but, you know, they've got not, I, I don't think the right yeah. person. It, it, everybody was worried about this thing, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we all had questions about it. Then he puts on, uh, what's his name, who had, uh, I'm always trying to remember his name so I can just bash him. No, but <laughs> who's had multiple, like, kickstarts it just didn't go well <laughs> yeah if you're trying to take the question out of there it's better to use an unknown than him i, I don't yeah I don't get that's that. true well he is successful in getting money though and that, that is the other thing i think people still associate atari with the atari it was like five years ago which was a flaming wreck um nowadays atari is actually a they're actually a profitable company. They make money uh, <laughs> off of things other than lawsuits. They've been at least a little bit better with the lawsuit. Uh, not great, <laughs> but they've been better. I mean, it's not their only platform anymore. Yeah, but yeah, it's worrisome. I, I, I'm more worried about it now than I was, say, when it first started. Yeah, they, it just seems like there was such a long pause between like that kind of sort of unveiling and like, till now and it's just like you, you've got new details coming out but you really aren't explaining anything you know it's kind of like what's your plan well we don't know who's this what's the demographic somebody it's like shouldn't you have a marketing plan anybody who loves Atari yeah I think that I get their biggest I think like their biggest roadblock right now is simply just going to be that price point I mean when you're coming in at you know what every other current gen console is at like that's going to be a little tough but I mean, depending I'm, on. What I'm now looking. Can you hear me in the background? What's that? Sorry, I'm looking up a Atari Box developer. Uh, <laughs> I got to look up this guy now. Oh sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this guy's name, but yeah, I, I like I said, everything about it, I'm okay <laughs> with. I've definitely yeah. spent more and got less historically. I mean, that was a new year backer, so let me tell you about the sting. Nice. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I do run Famiclones on a regular basis, so I guess I'm a little bit skewed in that. But, <laughs> I, yeah, there's concerns. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully hopefully it turns out well and they can get, like, a small audience. Yeah. I'm a little – like I said, I'm a little bit worried. I mean, we we do – we are getting into Clico Chameleon yes. territory at this point. It is, it is approaching that. I would agree. And those guys actually were – I don't know what happened. Because uh, that's the same guy that used to run uh, Retro Magazine. Right. Yeah. Mike. Mike, is it Mike something? Mike Kennedy. Um, yeah. 
Mike. Dude. Yeah. We had him on the show uh, before, and he actually, we talked to him uh, quite a bit before leading up to the show. He actually is like a huge game enthusiast, and, you know, Retro turned out pretty decent, at least for a while, but this, this game system that he made, now we're wandering, huh? Yeah. It. I don't know what happened. Whether he just was so driven at the at, at the end there that they were just willing to fake stuff or what? Yeah. There's some crazy stuff he going still, on with that. They one. used yeah. to own GameGabble.com too, and I think he got rid of. He pretty much got rid of everything mm-hmm. that he was doing, and he must be out of the whole game altogether now. I'm not sure. <laughs> Can kind of understand. He used to have a really good uh, video game hunting. Uh, yeah. Uh, YouTube station too. That's how. He, uh, that's where I knew him from. He actually ran a, a pretty decent uh, YouTube station for it. You know, it, you get in over your head. You know what I mean? I think that's what happened with that. And it, you got to kind of admit that it's kind of a toxic environment to come out with anything new or right. different. It is toxic. Uh, people are just going to diss on whatever you make. So. You gotta be I don't ready know. For I don't. That, that don't doesn't sound like how the internet reacts to things. I think you're off base there, Rob. <laughs> they're always super. They're always super yeah, The internet's a wonderful, welcoming place for all new ideas. <laughs> I love all their positive reinforcement. <laughs> I got like yeah. So, for whatever reason, like my game room tour video has just gone bananas with like views over the last six months. But I had a guy. Literally on Easter, I assume he's from the UK. It was like British, something was his name. Like wrote like a 300-page article about how I was a stupid American pig, like wasting all my money on like Nintendo propaganda, and I could pretty much just go fuck myself. <laughs> I was just like, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I'm glad you put that Jeez. one into this. <laughs> it was great. I'd probably leave that one off. <laughs> I quietly deleted it. I was like, I don't want to give this guy the satisfaction. That was awesome. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like diatribes. I I like those. Uh, it's when they're um, it's when they're too short. Then it's right. not fun. When they put a good amount of effort into yeah, that, it, it's, <laughs> then it's a worthwhile read. That's for sure. Darn right. You know, at least it, yeah. Don't be just like, you know. If you're gonna hate me. You better put some time into it. I want to see an effort here. I want you to be up to the level of one of my ex-girlfriends, right? At the very least. the very least, I want ex-girlfriend level of psycho in your comments. That's, that's a recommendation, by the way. If you want the guidelines, that's it. I think it's what we all strive for. You want to be on my YouTube station. That's right. It's total hatred. I like, um. all right, since we're going to do some YouTube bitching, what about... I? One of the things that really drives me nuts is the people who just like make pretty obvious comments about the platform and you wonder why are you do you just go like across the internet searching for like android based devices to go hate on? If you hate the whole platform, why would you look for it? I right. don't I don't get that. I don't actually look for things I hate on YouTube. I look uh I look for things that are going to entertain me uh or you know, that I enjoy, there is a certain brand of people who really just searches for stuff they hate and want oh, to crap absolutely. on. I, I think that's one of the more painful. Yeah, that's like one of those things. It's like if I'm out there and I click on something that I'm unsure of and I don't like it, I just immediately close it and go to the next thing. I don't 
take the time to put the thumbs down and tell you what an asshole you are for <laughs> posting something that I don't like. Like, I mean, it is all free entertainment, is it not? It's not like anyone has to watch the crap you put out. Yeah. People are so, so cynical. It's crazy. I'm going to find out that somewhere people are being forced to watch it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'd like to see another tiny arcade. <laughs> no! Bastard, quit making them! No. Uh, it's torture. Torture techniques in Chinese prisons. Huh? An endless loop. Of- <laughs> you mean the factories that they make these things at? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they do at that uh, at the Apple plant. <laughs> this is what we don't want you to make. Otherwise, we're gonna. Beat you. I don't want to watch it. Don't make me watch the bad man. Jeez, uh, <laughs> went right full circle there. Uh, See, this is why just having a freeform discussion stuff. is great. It just goes wherever it wants. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, how do you like plan out your content when you have to wait like ten weeks or twelve weeks for the actual thing to come? Do you just like it shows up and you're like, oh yeah, I have to. <laughs> I, I ordered that long time ago. <laughs> I get surprised a lot. Sometimes I do forget that I ordered something and then it comes in. I'm like, I'll be darned. I ordered that like a year ago. I don't, I got stuff that, and then I've got stuff that like shows up and it just sits there on the shelf for like a couple months before I do it. In fact, I think it got when I teased a while back, it was like a multi, I still got it. It's, it, it's going to get done anytime now. It's like an arcade. It's one of those little mini arcades, but it has two joysticks. Oh, oh, oh. that's How do you get two hands on a mini arcade? Sounds. Ah, here's the best part. It's like it detaches so you can take the little two two controllers that you would probably not want to touch anyway and detach them from the unit and play it against each other on a postage stamp size <laughs> oh screen. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like hyped about it and then just never review it because I got other crap that's been in the pipeline. I've had the pimp here, the PMP2. It's been in the pipeline forever. It's pretty, dude, I got to... <laughs> Here we go. Let's Rob's biggest failures. Welcome to the Rob's biggest failure podcast. Talk about where Rob fails. Yeah, I, I, I got the Armiga. I made a big, huge deal about it. Still, I, I have long hair in the unboxing part of that video, and that video is still coming. It's still gonna happen. It's sitting right here. Just because what's the deal with that? That's like an Android based, like or Linux based, like Amiga machine. It is, but it really it, it really boots in the Amiga OS. So it's got like it, it actually does have an Android side in a in a quote uh, a quote Amiga side. So I could boot into the Android OS if I pull out the uh, Amiga OS okay. disk. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. That thing's not right in the head, but it's it's pretty cool. I like the Amiga. So uh, and my Amiga is in pieces from a project we started like a year or two ago i think and uh it, it never i never put it back together again really back to sitting at tom's house underneath a pile of other crap <laughs> that he has that happens so since you queued up projects um that guys games and beer project that you guys did that vectrex like that full-size vectrex arcade cabinet 
mm-hmm. like how the hell did you guys come up with something like that that is just incredible like the overlay like auto scrolling that's us at the bar um <laughs> you know we we don't make each other better. We make things more complicated for ourselves, and that was one of them. I'm not heavily involved in that. That's one of the very few projects with guys getting the beer that I'm not heavily involved in because I was busy. Uh, I was busy with another G2B related project at the time, uh, so I only got like some say into, "Hey, maybe you better not like put a second roller on that uh, that rolling <laughs> that rolling screen. Uh, you might want to not do that." That's about as far as it went. Actually, I think I was pro the second one. Oh, and that failed, by the way. That okay. did not work. Uh, but anyway, this, <laughs> this Vectrex, yeah. What happened was we heard about some guy who made an arcade machine, right? And I don't know if you've been in our room like the last few years. We had that. Um, we had uh, Rick's um, Rick's arcade machine in there for a couple years straight. Uh, what was that? Fix It Felix, and it had a huge oh, yeah. drop. And then after that, we started doing some of the first VR stuff that was out at MGC. And then uh, that has kind of quieted down. So we were looking for something to replace it with. And we thought, hey, let's do another arcade machine, but let's do it ourselves. Let's do something stupid. And then uh, Tom said, hey, I saw this guy did a project with uh, Vectrex where he gave it an arcade screen. I said, well, that that sounds like a good idea. No, actually, I said, you're full of crap. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But uh, since it looks so good, I'm going to say that I said it was like an awesome idea. Uh, and then we, look, we looked at the guy's work and it's like, oh, dang, that's pretty cool. So then uh, we ended up at an arcade auction. Actually, uh, Tom and Larry went to an arcade auction. They had something else to do that day. And they picked up a uh, old, old vector-based arcade machine. My God, cat. You hear that? Like a cat lady in here. Uh, So so they picked this arcade machine up, dragged it over to Larry's. We all drank a lot and came up with a bunch of plans. And believe it or not, it worked. I'm amazed at how well it worked. It looks great, doesn't it? I'm really impressed. Oh, yeah. With it. Yeah, it looked incredible on its own. And then the overlay piece, like once that was shown, I I was just blown away. Like what what a great idea. That's the part where and to we get were that to work. Discussing the roller thing. There was a there's a lot of fighting about rollers. I gotta tell you, rollers are a very exciting topic if you're part of the guys' games of beer cast and have a couple <laughs> beers in you. And we were we were really fighting about those. In the end it worked out really good though. It does work really well. We're still worried about it, but Tom yeah, actually ran it on a loop thing. for like a day straight and it seemed to stick together. So I think we're all right. Nice. Literally just Ran it back and forth over and over again. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that thing. It's uh, it's a pretty cool addition. We've really upped our game for this year's Midwest Gaming Classic. We've got a lot of uh, we got a lot of rare stuff going into it this year. Um, we really tried to get stuff we hadn't seen. We hadn't seen at the uh, show before. I got a new one right. I got a new one sitting behind me that I haven't even tested yet, but it's for the show as well. So that's that's pretty good stuff. I don't know if we're announcing that yet. Not 100% sure. I got to check with HR. <laughs> yeah, I've always liked your guys' room Like since I started going to MGC. It's almost like, to me, it always felt like a more condensed version of the uh, you know the video game history museum area, which is my favorite piece of that anyway, is like the history and like the rare and obscure stuff. So 
the fact that you guys take crap out of your own collection and just let people screw around with it for you know, a weekend is kind of incredible. I'd be so paranoid. There is a there's a story behind that. Um, when my kid was little, we went to an early MGC. And this is before, I think right before Guys Games and Beer was formed. Um, and we were still kicking around a couple ideas about what we wanted to do on the web. I have no idea why we decided this was a good idea. But anyway, uh, my kid uh, was trying to play. He's playing a, uh, that, that Nintendo 3D thing that went over, the Virtual Boy. And uh, he's just, he just adjusting something. He's careful. He, I don't think he's ever broken an electronic item. But anyway, the guy like got all over him about it. And uh, just it just kind of made him miserable at the whole experience, you know. I mean, he didn't get upset for very long, but he was upset for a good hour or so about it, you know, because the guy leaned on him. And I said, you know what? I want to make a place where that doesn't happen, where nobody cares what happens. That's why we do that, like, announcement. Like, every once in a while we announce it. Hey, if you break something, don't worry. We'll fix it. <laughs> We're likely to break it, too. So it's a big deal. We want everybody to be able to touch the games. You know, that's – that's the whole point to be there. You know, you, everybody can look at something. You can take a picture of it and look at it. But in that room, we want everything to be played unless it's really broken. Sometimes stuff's, <laughs> if it's on display, <laughs> it's probably because we broke it. <laughs> Fix it next year. Uh, yeah. Dina, my God. <clears throat> Two years That's awesome. Running. I can't wait to see what you guys do with the new space too. You, I mean, you guys always had that little room filled to the max, but now with the 1500 square feet or whatever you got, it's going to be crazy. We're just going to take the buckets of crap that we had underneath and put them on top this year. I think that's the big plan. Nice. We have a layout. <laughs> and you've got the beer vendor, you said. So, I mean, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. That is crazy. We landed that one last minute because they, they won't let us uh, serve our own beer this year because it's not them. MGC doesn't care, but the, uh, the venue won't the allow us to serve beer. Because, you know, in the past, yeah. yeah, it's been a pretty drunk room. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons I've enjoyed it so much. It's you go in, there's beer. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so there's still going to be beer. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, we got that going. So that's great. Yeah. So you know, you, a couple of years back, somebody uh, poured a beer on somebody's arcade machine. I guess they took that out of the arcade, but, but I think it was the Beavis and Bubba, Butthead machine, wasn't it? The Beavis. And, <laughs> I said Bubblehead. Beavis and Bubblehead. Machine. I think it was. Terrible well, isn't, incident. God, isn't that like an on-release arcade too? So that's like a prototype almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was kind of thing that kind of ended the beer there. So <laughs> I think Larry and I got it like, uh, like right after that, like the huh. year right after that happened, we got it because we had beer in there. Because <laughs> we we're right across the street. You know, we're right across. So we were across from there last year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, you. I don't think they're going to have us do the. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to yeah, have I us like do the that. trivia night again. See, I thought the trivia was fun. Like, you guys were also like, I like. I go in the room the next day and like immediately Travis apologizes for the trivia. So I get back to Tom. Tom's apologizing for the trivia. I'm like, I had a really good time. Like, I don't know what that happened. <laughs> I think how much enjoyment you got out of it was, you know, based on how much beer you drank before going into it. It was. <laughs> Well, we had, you know, because Mike flew in uh, for that show. Uh, Mike's the noob, by the way, on, on the podcast. Yep. And uh, he he actually lives in Florida now. So he flew in especially for the show. Well, he doesn't like to fly much. So he got kind of drunk on the plane. 
So now he hasn't slept. He's he's pretty drunk. And then, you know, we we don't make it any better. And he was completely smashed for that <laughs> show. I don't know if you noticed, but he wasn't in the show at all. I mean, he was there. <laughs> he was present, but he was talking about everything. But it was hilarious <laughs> for us. We were a little bit worried about how the audience was reacting to it. Yeah, it was... You had I don't know. I, I, think liked it, it. Yeah. I think it went over way better than you guys think it went over, to be honest. <laughs> we we really, had a good time. We were pretty worried about it. We did. <laughs> I, I think we were just coming off of another show, too, where uh, we did a giveaway. And there was a debate as to something about the giveaway. Uh, they were mad because technically somebody hadn't won. But we're pretty liberal with that. You know what I mean? It was just a, oh, their mom was there and they weren't there. And she had their ticket. And uh, somebody like really freaked out about it. That's unusual, by the way. We we do a lot of giveaways, and that that's the only time it's ever happened. But it was it was hilarious. Uh, not not for them because they were <laughs> they were really mad. I think it was like a t-shirt too. Like, dude, I'll give me a t-shirt. Start a war over a t-shirt, huh? Tell you what, I'll give me a t-shirt. Give me your address. I'll give you a t-shirt. We're not gonna get somebody mad about that. Probably should have said that instead of. Having another beer. Uh, <laughs> Mayhap. So how are you guys going to pull off like your after shows and stuff then? Does the convention center kick you out after a certain time? Because I know you guys have um, always kind of gone late. I think they do at midnight or one. I'm trying to remember. They're giving oh, okay. us uh, – we're going to have giveaway wristbands. Uh, and the giveaway wristbands will allow you into our room after hours. Uh, so we're still going to be doing the after hours stuff. It's just they they require some structure about it. So basically, the idea was, and MGC came up with this idea uh, that they're going to give you're going to be able to give wristbands for your room, and then they'll be able to come in. So the, you know, every year we have Werewolf, and we're going to do that again because it's the best game ever. Nice, nice. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. So it's coming up so quick. I think we've all everyone on the podcast here also is just. I mean, I, I honestly, that's my favorite weekend of the year. Like I tell my wife that all the time, like it's not Christmas. It's not kids birthdays. It's MGC. <laughs> it's not it is like Christmas though. <laughs> it's just like oh, Christmas. Yeah, for sure. Except I blow a bunch of money and then feel guilty about it afterwards. But yeah, you know. luckily the, re- the regret doesn't last too long. You know? It doesn't. Once you start playing the games, it immediately goes away. <laughs> exactly and then you're like this is the best thing ever and then the guilt before you go to bed you know this thing that keeps you up at night oh, i spent how much on this one game you ever do that just buy a oh, right. game and just like oh, geez. it's why i don't buy like stuff sealed uh because i i would feel so bad about buying something just to yeah. look at it it really bothered me and i, I don't Mind people who do that. I don't have anything against them. I think that's awesome if you like it. Yeah. Well, the only box sealed thing I own is a copy of Taboo for the NES, which, I mean, honestly, who's going to want to open that and play it anyway? So for the $5 it cost me, best sealed. <laughs> Whatever. You're, yeah. You're just scared yeah. to find out what your destiny is. I am a little afraid. I think it might be witchcraft. Uh, there might be some satanic <laughs> involvement with Taboo. Um, I'll, 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 yeah, I'm scared. I should be. <laughs> Don't release the demons. <laughs> that, that shrink it's, wrap the is shrink there wrap to protect you. That's right. <laughs> that's, seal of quality, that's a seal of damnation. That is like keeping it 
I'll take off the Nintendo seal. It keeps the evil in. <laughs> oh my god, that should be like a YouTube video where somebody just like closely examines the Nintendo seal of quality and finds like hints to the Illuminati. And, like, it's, been it's been sealing in the evil for all these years. But then he pulled off the Nintendo seal of quality. Like these cheetah man demons come out and this has to be made yes i think so it's good video i'm telling you it's good video yeah for sure Ten thousand likes that is like a ten thousand what what do you think makes a great video what do you think is the the thing that makes the greatest videos if i ever now i'm interviewing you i would i would have some input but i have no idea because <laughs> all my favorite videos, you make are lots my of videos ones. all the time. I know, but like the ones that I love, like the nipple poking Christmas special or the <laughs> like Rocket League in real life, like all that shit, I laugh at and I think is the greatest thing I've ever made. And it gets like a hundred views and like six thumbs down, like instantly. So I'm a poor judge of uh, quality on YouTube. Oh no, the Mario one was epic. Oh my god, yeah. we had so much fun making that. If I told oh. you the amount of time invested in that video, it would just—it's disgusting. I spent a whole Saturday with my kids; they loved it, though. <laughs> That's the fun part of it, though. I like the funny oh, absolutely. stuff. That's all good, man. Yeah. Well, that's the it's tough thing than... too. Is like if you do a bunch of videos over all the years, like you've been doing it longer than I have. Like eventually, you just want to try something different to keep it fresh and fun. So I, I yeah, I think that's probably true that you do like end up shaking it up eventually. I I originally, I mean, I've been on YouTube forever, but I never really started doing anything till like a couple of years ago. You know, we'd post something here and there, but I I originally started out um, on somebody else's podcast. You'd be laughing. I started out with uh i game radio which oh, was wow. a mac gaming podcast ah. <laughs> yep. it's pretty good it was <laughs> then you sat around and you're like well i guess there's no more games to play so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well darn i looks like we covered all eight of these <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna do now let's talk about them again let's uh let's do a slow play uh play of these five games it's better than it used to be uh you know now pretty much anything that you know if it it's a lot easier because there's so many more games being made but it's a little bit tougher back then but we had the ipad you know so that was just starting to boom so uh you know we we could talk about you know tap pong or something for (laughs) 45 (laughs) there's just a wealth of games there (laughs) <laughs> at the same time i was the name of, i worked for a, a british uh a british uh review outfit oh, what was that called god darn it app something it was on for it, it was out there for a while and i was like a staff writer for that oh nice and uh i found that the limitations of both those shows needed to i i, I didn't really go with the format that well because I just, I can't be told what to do. That's why I work in security, because nobody questions you that much. <laughs> Nobody. That database, you need to you need to encrypt that crap right now. 
I don't care how you do it. I don't can show you how to do it. Yeah, I know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> uh, as long as you have confidence, no one questions you. That's it. <laughs> best job ever. But <laughs> it might come from that though. I you know, you kinda get whole headed about how you want to do things. <laughs> Guys games of beer though is anything goes type of thing. I have rules yeah. on my station, but there's no rules on guys' games of beer, really. At I think it's kind of what makes it so interesting. It is kind of like watching a train wreck <laughs> in slow motion. I think that's about the <laughs> It is the one podcast where I definitely, like, I will not watch it unless I also have the video. Because, like, I just like to see all the, like, crazy crap that's happening on screen. Like... The audio, I just get so like, lost. You'll have like eight people talking over each other. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> but with the video, like, it all makes sense. I I'm amazed we still do the YouTube because there's only like I think we only get like we don't get many views on YouTube. I don't think I had four. We do okay on the audio. Yeah, tonight was pretty uh, okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, as as a general rule, the uh, YouTube station doesn't do that well, but. You know, Facebook does pretty well, and then obviously iTunes and all that other crap. Yeah, I've noticed that. Those are edited, though. The new multi-camera really adds a lot of (laughs) great moments. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're so classy. (laughs) The the edge of my hair that we get in on a regular basis, you get to get a good zoom in that. It's really kind of nice. Yeah. I, I like putting the camera on Larry. That's like my favorite thing to do. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if it comes out in the episodes, but Larry does this crap to try and bust me up like every episode. Like before every episode, he will just start staring at me. Like right when I'm about to do the intro. And he he's pretty good. He gets me about one in ten times now, even though I try not to look at him. And he'll just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. His, his mesma stare. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he cracks me up. I'll just be cracking up. He's done it a couple times, you know, like live on the podcast too, where I've doubled over laughing from him saying something horrendous. He is pretty damn funny. I'm just saying. I've known that guy uh, since I was two, I think. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I think that's another unusual thing about the podcast. Most of us knew each other like for life. I mean, I've known Tom since I was probably 13, I think. So really long time. Wow, yeah. Uh, so you guys are like coming up on – your 300th episode, right? So, like, how many years has G2B been going? G2B's been on for about five years straight now. Uh, I don't – we've missed one week, I think, in five years. That's impressive. Wow. And that we played a repeat. It's depressing, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> that one episode, I think we played a repeat because we at one time we used to record two at a time. Uh, so, very often we would get, like, duplicates of shows. Especially early on, uh, you'll see like there's alternate versions of our show that are played. Like the video one will be different from the audio one because you know one or the other was horrible. Oh sure. Horrible. <laughs> so I'd imagine horrible. like if you ever done a horrible one, if you start well, all the time, um, <laughs> everyone <laughs> except this one. This will be the best episode ever. Um, <laughs> yep. But like if you, if you guys were doing two episodes at a night and you started drinking in the first one. I'd have to imagine part two got to be kind of a train wreck. Sure did. Yeah, we used to call it. And in fact, they were called the train wreck episodes. Oh, nice. They were, 
there used to be a podcast on it's still I, they came back a little while ago uh and there are still on every once in a great while but it was called uh the most popular girls on the internet which uh was one of the podcasts i listened to before we started ours and it has you, you can kind of see the influence of it if you have, it's still you can still get them i think episodes of it uh but uh we had them on a couple times and it, they would be the second show so we were already drunk going in and they drink a lot holy crap them <laughs> gals can drink uh and we would be completely mashed by the end of the episode i mean it i think we'd stay on the line like two hours after the show still and we'd just be <laughs> sitting there doing stupid crap <laughs> Uh, good times i tell you good times well i will say like i I didn't listen to podcasts at all until i found out about like g2b and stuff like through you on youtube so like you guys kind of got me into podcasting and our our listeners (laughs) um have to suffer through our mediocre content thanks to uh you guys inspiring me at least (laughs) with our downright horrible content just <laughs> just throwing it out there. So where can people find your horrible <laughs> no, <I'm just> uh, <laughs> Well, really, a garbage can's yeah. everywhere. I think it's just crazy, too, that, like, not only do you guys do the podcast with, like, you know, a weekly thing, which is enough work in itself, but you guys manage, it seems like every weekend or damn near every other weekend, you are going to some event or convention. I mean, how the hell do you guys find the time for all of this? We don't. I, it kind of goes back to um, sick codependence, and again, we we have known each other for life, so we literally have hung out with each other most days uh, for the majority of our lives. So it's really nothing for us to just go somewhere. We are always going places. T- Tom's the worst, by the way. Tom, uh, Larry, and eh, no, maybe Larry's the worst because Tom can take a break. Like we went to uh, we went to Florida. Uh, if you remember, we did we covered the uh, closing of the arcade yep. uh, of the Disney arcade out there, and <laughs> Larry and Ryan, not you, Ryan, the other Ryan, uh, they they had a schedule. They had a bunch of rides that they wanted to do, right? So we just you know we said, okay, you guys do whatever you want, uh, but we're gonna go do like you don't know have they have those those drinks from around the world, oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If you walk through Upcot, they have drinks from around the world. So you, you got every like region. So Tom and I decided we were going to walk the whole thing, right? How did this become this story? How did this come up? But all right. So, well, don't keep so, us on the edge of our seats now. It's a story about how we hang out. All right. So, so Tom and I, we, we walk through the thing. We're on the last, last thing. We're not in good shape. We're sales in the wind. Okay. We're, We've been drinking pretty hard all day. So then, uh, bling, you know, the cell phone lights up and uh, <laughs> it, it's Larry and Ryan. And they're like, hey, hey we're done, man. What, why don't we go drink? We're going to do the Around the World Tour. <laughs> we went back. We went back. Oh, my God. Again. Good. So we we spend significant amounts of time together, and I I think that's one of the things that makes it a little bit easier to do like all these all these things because that's what we were doing anyway. I mean, literally, we're just like recording what we're doing most of the time. That's kind of I think it's probably one of the frustrations with some listeners is that 
uh, we, we do get some complaints that a lot of jokes are inside jokes and things. There's a lot of things that we, we cover that are just about the group. But if you watch back far enough, we usually explain them. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's just it, it's less of a par- podcast and more of just a recording of us goofing yeah. off. I mean, Which, that, that's like, the way to do it, it right? Kit. Like, you guys are just having fun with it. I mean, if you're making it into a job, you'd burn out sooner or later. Yeah, I think that's why it's lasted so long, honestly, is it's just, I, you know, I have fun every episode I, I i'm sure there's a couple episodes where it was like oh god would this please end but <laughs> but the vast majority of them i mean it's just a bunch of fun people to hang out with i mean they're just you know they're pretty great it's like yeah. coming home you know well it is my <laughs> home true. so so <laughs> well i think it's awesome and like <laughs> the studio is in my basement I like what you guys so, do too, yeah. just like share the uh, hobby and especially the retro and obscure stuff with people who might not be familiar i think that's like a pretty amazing you know component to the podcast to be honest yeah i and i think it's the stuff we enjoy most i mean like we like doing the uh uh, we do those deep dives every once in a great while we haven't been doing as many lately but those are fun to do i think you know, where you're just talking all about one system right. in a rather deep way. Deep and meaningful way. I like to shake it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it starts meaningful, yeah. And kind of degrades in you know, but I consider that something for everybody. Uh, well, <laughs> I, uh, I, say. I appreciate you taking the time to come on, Rob. I suppose we can give you your night back. But, um, you know, where can people find your content uh, for your YouTube channel and then the guys games and beer stuff. Well, I'm uh, I'm at www.youtube.com slash retro Rob. That's with a zero. If you misspell it though, there's a redirector. So I'm pretty tricky. I got that other station too. Nice. Uh, or you can do retrorob.com, uh, which is my main website. There's a little bit of commentary on the videos that you don't get with the general station. Usually just me whining about how something was a pain in the butt to do or something like that, but uh, it gives you a little bit more insight. And uh, there is the Guys Games and Beer podcast, uh, pretty much available everywhere. You can check us out at www.guysgamesandbeer.net. And uh, you can also check us out. Our our main site is on, yeah, it's not really our main site, but our, we do a lot of talking on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Guys Games and Beer. Um, you know, uh, if you haven't canceled your Facebook account after the recent <laughs> too late now, right? <laughs> they already got it all. <laughs> and they're well, thanks it. so much uh, for taking. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time to jump on, and um, I'm sure we'll get a chance to catch up here in a week or so at mgc so oh yeah I'm, can't wait oh i'm so excited i i come on you gotta be like ugh. i'm i'm dying i can't sleep at night i i can't either I, i'm like so excited <laughs> i take like i take the day off before and the day off after just so i can like have a a, a midwest gaming classic eve and then a decompress after <laughs> that's how much yeah. i love it i gotta come off to- of the love yeah we do the same thing but we have to fill the day before and the day after with an eight-hour drive and then that means i have to take the tuesday off because i have to take the day to play all the games i got at mgc so i can't go back to work until wednesday (laughs) (laughs) try to figure out if you got a good deal or not you know 
<laughs> hey, this thing's broke. <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> it's happening. Oh. Not here. Knock on wood. Not this year, though. It's going to be no. amazing. I can't wait. New convention center. It's going to be epic. Oh, yeah. And there's a third thing that we've wandered off into. MGC. We can't we can't even close up this show, right? We're just like continuing to go on. We're such a failed podcast here I, at Weekend Rental. This is Bush League stuff I, right here. I, I used to just blame Larry for that stuff, but come to find out, it's just all of us. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mostly me. <laughs> Should probably sing something about feelings, Ryan. <laughs> That'll be another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. And, right. um, everyone go check out his content and the guys' games and beards. Great stuff. Retro Rob plays everything. Okay, on to the fail bag where we're going to answer some questions from some really old gaming magazines and pretend that they were addressed to us. Uh, from GamePro issue number 58, May 1994, Michael from South Lake Tahoe, California says, I've played some illegal versions of Street Fighter. How can I reach Capcom to tell them about these games? <laughs> I don't know. Write them a letter? Didn't you just write a letter to the magazine? No, I think we need, I think we need to learn more about my, where we can reach out to Michael and tell him he's a fucking narc. What I want to know, having... Michael, have you been playing Strip Fighter 2? <laughs> yeah. Is this the game you're... Don't ruin this for the rest of us, Michael. Yes. You selfish <laughs> bastard. We're just trying to have some fun. And then Michael from Lake Tahoe had to come over. Just now, ruin it all. Now I don't get to see weird winkies and boobies anymore. This nope. is sad. No. Nope. No more rainbow I mean, vision versions. And, yeah. I'm going to wait eight years for the internet. What the hell am I going to do now, Michael? <laughs> Bastard. Uh, Luckily, nobody told him. No. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> Strip Fighter 2 is alive and well. <laughs> He's probably still campaigning to get it off the streets, but... Where would you have played illegal versions or like bootlegs of this game back in the day oh they the arcade owners had a bunch of tweaked boards back then oh really i wasn't aware of this yeah. so this was like an actual thing huh <laughs> yeah there's i forget what they call it like rainbow versions and like a whole bunch of stuff like it would make like the fireballs do all crazy stuff and yeah huh that's with damage numbers and so really though it didn't affect capcom's bottom line i mean they were still getting the games oh yeah right? If so anything, were, it was making them more money, or at least the arcade owners more money, because they would, you know, were able to switch up the game a little bit. Right. You're like, well, let's go play this one down at the fucking 7-Eleven, because I can do puppy vomit Hadoukens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I had no but idea. Then Michael Ru- yeah, and then Michael ruined it all, so. Michael, you son of a bitch. Okay. We didn't answer his question. No, where, can, where can he reach them? No, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> I Get fucked, Michael. <laughs>
Okay, Alan from uh, Electric Gaming Monthly, November 1996, says, Dear EGM, I just emailed Philips regarding the extreme shortage of CDI software. And they Oof. told me, yeah, they told me to get a lot of other people to contact Philips about the problem. So please, any CDI owners out there, let Philips know about the game shortage. Yes, all 10 of you, <laughs> please contact Philips immediately. We need all of your help. <laughs> what kind of customer service is that? <laughs> Where they're like, really? That's a problem? Well, I don't believe it. You need more people to say the same thing. <laughs> okay, uh, this is one. I know we don't usually like to do this, but what did they actually say back to him? I'm curious. Uh, good luck, because Philips told us the U.S. market for CDI software is dead (laughs) (laughs) it was never alive (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) did they start the whole film okay 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 you gotta listen to this this is amazing you nailed it okay the european market however is a different story the cdi is supposedly still going strong and new games are still being made for that continent the good news is that you can order those European titles by calling da 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 da. For the other ten Americans who own CDIs. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love how EGM gives like zero shits. Yeah, you can let Phillips know your desires here. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Like twenty years later, you made the same exact joke that they did. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that never even happened. <laughs> no, I mean, wasn't there a whole advertising campaign based around a well, like heavily based around late night infomercials? Like, I think that was like their biggest way to push the console. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. They bundled yeah. it like as a gaming device and like an edutainment. So like you got it, and then like you get the encyclopedia stuff and like a couple games, yeah. and like yeah, it was it was dead before it even had a chance. I have some weird movies for it. I always really? want to get a CDI and see what that actually does. I wonder if somebody's made like an emulation program like on PC at this point that runs it off the disc. Yeah, maybe sure somebody. Oh, well, actually, nobody's probably cared enough, so. <laughs> probably hasn't happened there's only 10 people <laughs> right <laughs> but in europe there's probably somebody who's working yeah it's alive and well <laughs> yeah that makes more sense when they contact phillips they're like how the hell did you get one you're in the u.s you there's people here in the u.s that have one they probably framed that letter like oh my god somebody actually likes this it's like <laughs> yeah. hanging in the headquarters of phillips to this day <laughs> Uh, the last one is more of a quiz for you guys. See if you can nail Ooh, this. I like, I like these. Carl from Montana says, Again, I'm hey. going to have to ask you to say that. <laughs> like Rick Grimes says, Carl. No, I can't do it. All right. Well, you're disappointing me. No, we'll have to retire Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. He says, hey, I just have a quick question for you that I need an answer to so I can end an argument between my friends. What was the very first game made for the NES? Thanks for your help. And Nintendo Power says, well, we <laughs> combination of we don't actually know, <laughs> right. I think is what they're trying to say is we don't actually know, but they're 
or actually 18 titles released in October 1885 with the NES. Do you know more? That that's the launch though, right? Not the test markets. Right. Exactly. So that's not even accurate. Do I, so we're gonna guess the eighteen. Yeah. Do you know? Um, See how many you can get. Okay. Clue Clue Land. Yeah. Balloon fight. Nope. No. Um. Excite bike. Yep. Wrecking crew. Yep. Hogan's Alley. Yep. Duck hunt. Yep. Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Uh. Donkey Kong. Uh no, it's actually uh, uh Donkey Kong Junior. So, math. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else is. Urban Champion. No. Uh, At least not on this list. Yeah. Um, stack up. Yep. Um, baseball. Yep. Volleyball. Uh, no. Ten yard fight. Yep. God damn, I'm on a roll. Um, I don't know what did I miss. Can't think of anything. There's two more sports ones. Okay. Um, did I say baseball? Yep. I did. Uh, what else would be a sports one? Ten-yard fight. Tennis game? Tennis is Oh, one. tennis, yes. Hockey. Ice hockey? No. no. That's not black box. Ice something, but... Slalom? Nope. Ice. I Oh, uh, ice climbers. Yep. Okay. That's not a sport. No. You tricked me. <laughs> piggybacking off another one. What else? We got? Uh, what, one that you just got the other day. Uh, that was oh, Wild, Wild Gunman. Gunman. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we got basically thirteen or fourteen out of that. The ones you missed were golf. Oh uh, yep. <clears throat> kung fu. Fuck kung fu. I know people like that game. I hate it. Yeah. Mock Rider. Ugh. And pinball. I okay. I like pinball. That's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy with the NES. It's just like, hmm, what has a black box label? Yeah, like, the just, black just, box games. I'll throw these out there until it hits. Yep. Pretty oh. much. That is an interesting question, though. I'm curious, like, what was the? I don't think there was one game, but like, I'd be curious what like the first two to three that came out in the test markets were. Yeah, I wonder if it was Mario at that point or not. God, I bet it was probably almost more so the Rob shit, right? Because weren't they yeah. really like using that to press into the market? Yeah. Probably Must have been Gyromite, Gyromite then. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. The more you know. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode. So, Justin, you want to finish this up here? Give yeah. us a happy ending, please. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be happy. All right. So... Uh, you can find links to all of our social media at our website. Our website's going to be www.weekendpodcast.com. Um, like I said, there will be links to the social media. Check out our YouTube. And we do have that uh, contest that will be going on for the free gifts that we got from Ultima Gaming. Plug that there. Ultima yep. Gaming. And uh, we have an email address. It's going to be weekend rentalpodcast at gmail.com uh, feel free to send any questions, comments um, again, pictures Ryan likes those <laughs> I do, waist down only uh, please you can, <laughs> uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play and as always, be kind rewind bananas Bananas. I'll do anything after I have a couple beers 
Just ask my wife about bacon and beer fest.